Hey there, welcome back to Choosing Me with Robin Marie. It's been three months since I recorded my last podcast episode and I just felt compelled to record kind of in a weird space right now. I think so much has happened since I recorded last. Um, Definitely have been enjoying the luxuries of being fully vaccinated and getting to reconnect with friends and be social and be active and try new things and so on and so forth. And it's definitely pulled me away from my podcast, which is totally fine. I think like all things, stuff comes in seasons and podcasts especially are some of those things that have seasons. And I guess I don't know if this is season two or season one, part two. Like, you know, sometimes shows will take like that winter hiatus. I guess I'm taking it. I took a summer hiatus or I'm still taking one. But I felt the need to do an episode because I just, I don't know. I suck at dating. That's probably the name of this episode is I suck at dating. Full cap, period explanation point um I don't know how to be a good partner and it's something that I've actually very much considered a lot over the past couple years post-college and really getting into dating and being an adult and attempting to be in adult relationships um and it's mostly along the lines that I think that I'm coming to terms with the fact that I had multiple sources of love growing up. And what I say by that is I had two parents who were very loving and supportive and both worked full time, but showed me unconditional love whenever they had the chance to. And when I didn't have them around, I also had my grandmother who lived with me growing up. And as I will quote unquote always say my third parent until the age of 18 when she passed away I think she was the person I spent the most time with out of my parents and her um and I think that because of that I always had a source of unconditional love around and I think that's the hard part with dating and being an adult is that you don't you don't want the need or you don't want to rely on someone else for your happiness. And that's totally fair. And I would never want to be that person. Yet I somehow fall into the tendencies that I put a potential partner or partner on a pedestal. And I, being an empath, take on their emotion and it sucks when they aren't happy. And I try to be understanding and I try to be aware of that but I just I struggle at times with the need to want to feel love when someone is not capable of even loving themselves because something is going on life gets difficult and of course life is never easy and relationships are work I get it and it sucks if you're really busy and then you decide oh my god this person's great and I want to put in the work to have a relationship and it's so emotionally and mentally draining I've been there, I've hated my jobs before and have been frustrated with partners and struggled with the need to want their attention and love when they also have been busy. 
and they've been happy and they've been doing stuff and it's why can't I feel the way that they feel but when I have a partner that is sad I will embody those emotions at times and I guess that's where I suck at dating is I try to overcompensate for the fact of when my partner is not feeling well that I don't want to be a burden but all I'm doing is creating more issues to the fact that they are now another thing on there's another thing on their plate and it's me and it's me feeling insecure and upset and frustrated with them for not wanting to communicate more or be there more or fill in the blank more that I expect and need and I think I might get into the place where I overthink which I'm sure everyone has experienced almost to the place of like my partner is not feeling well okay I'm gonna give them their space and then it's well, now I've given them their space and I miss them. And I don't want to be a burden and reach out, but I want them to reach out to me. And it's the whole cycle of, I want them to do this thing for me, but I'm not going to tell them because if I tell them, then they did they really do it? Or is it they did it because I told them? Which is such stupid girl shit that like being, I think, also a hopeless romantic or what I would refer to as a hopeful romantic bites me in the ass a lot of the times because I have these expectations or hopes for a partner and the romantic gestures and attention and love and availability that they would have for me yet it's not realistic for them to do it all the time but even for them to do it part of the time is a struggle and the more time that goes on that those things don't happen the more frustrated I get and then I become more frustrated when things continue to not go well. And I'm like, oh gosh, like why is this not working? And like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with them? Why don't we click? And then I push them away. And that's where I suck at dating. I want something to work out so badly to the point that I create these issues and I push them away. And then I try to move on and maybe moving on is the right is not the right approach. I don't know what the right approach is. I know how to be happy alone. That's not an issue. It's the switch of oh, I'm happy living my life alone doing my own thing too. Yeah, like you know, like of course it would be nice to share my life with another person, so I'm going to go on dates. And okay, this is fine. This is fun. I'm getting to meet new people. No big deal. No one's like super clicking. And then I go on a date and it works. And sometimes that is the most scariest thing in the world to me is when it does work. Because all I'm doing in my head is having this ticking time bomb of when is the expiration date? I will sometimes almost to the point in high school, (laughs) I had this quote-unquote rule not rule but maybe rather pattern that was three dates or two weeks whichever came first that was about the amount of time I needed to see someone before I figured out the expiration date it was enough time to figure out their interests their hobbies their plans their goals to find to the exact point of the ultimate eruption of our relationship and I could just see the whole relationship in my head and be like okay well I know now this is my lesson. This is the breaking point. I don't have to live it. It sucks now, but I can save myself the pain and struggle of living this out for 
two months, six months, two years, whatever it is, before it hits my breaking point and I'm even more emotionally invested and I'm hurt. So I will remove myself after the two weeks or three dates because I already know the outcome. And it's somewhat of a cynical approach, but it was the approach that I had for the longest time and it was very easy. Of course, like it always sucks still because I would... I would love hard. I cared emotionally a lot. I fell quickly, but I I could fall quickly in and I can fall out quickly because I was able to live through the entire relationship in a matter of days instead of months or years. And with that, that's where dating has gotten harder as I've gotten older because the expiration date is longer and longer as the more mature, the more aligned, the people I'm dating, etc. And to the point that there's been, at times, people where I struggle to find the expiration date or I'm thrown off by when our expiration date does arrive faster than I can figure it out. And that's where it sucks. It sucks. It sucks not being in control of your emotions when... Like, it's hard for me personally to not be in control of my emotions, even though I barely am in the first place, but but rather I have a lot of control and structure in all aspects of my life besides dating. Because everything else, I'm in the driver's seat. I can't always be in the driver's seat with dating or relationships because I have a partner. I have to communicate to someone else. I have to have someone else learn my interests, my tendencies, my concerns, my dreams, etc. And I also have to wait. I can't just do something on a whim or whatever because I have to wait for that person to be available, to communicate, to show up, to whatever. And maybe that's where I struggle because, again, I always had a source of unconditional love available to me. I was never without that resource, which is a very unique thing, looking back on it, to have experienced. And I think that's where, again, dating, I struggle. I, I, I love hard and I fall quickly. That doesn't mean I fall in love quickly. It means I fall and I am a positive person and look for the excitement and live off the highs and the endorphins of new potential love or new relationships or a new person in my life that shows me attention and what could be down the road, unconditional love. It's not to say that I don't have that in other respects and friendships and families, but I know that those are there and I know those are nurtured and it's the idea of having strong emotions for someone so quickly and not having the security or nurture behind it to know that it will last and the insecurities that can come up when those things create barriers. And again, I go back to the notion that I suck at dating. I would say that my partners in the past definitely have not always been the right fit for me. Um, And 
maybe weren't always the best partners. And I'm sure there's aspects where I was not the best partner. I know there are times when I was not the best partner. But I know if even if we met at different timings, I don't think it would change the outcome. I'm pretty confident in it because, again, I still found those expirations and I had those reasons why they didn't end. It's the times where the expiration doesn't click and it's not fully transparent and it sucks. Because I am someone who is totally impatient and hate to wait around for someone who may not feel the same the way, may not feel the same way that I do down the road and the fear of getting hurt and the fear of rejection and the fear of not having a accessible resource of love because again I am a hopeful romantic and was raised on Disney princesses and fairy tales and not that I need a knight in shining armor to take me away but the idea that I end up happily ever after with someone will always be at the top of my brain on a first date for me a first date is clear it's am I attracted to this person do they make me laugh do they piss me off and do they and to dive into that more, do they piss me off because they're making me laugh too much? We're too similar. It's frustrating that we get along so well. I don't want to like them. These feelings are stupid this early. Or is it this person's pissing me off because they're arrogant, we have nothing in common, and they haven't asked me a single question about myself while I've asked them about 20 of them. And I think that's the issue is when someone sees me for who I am raw and can still want to be with me, it's the scariest thing because I've lost all my power and I'm not in control. And it sucks. And I really can't describe anything more than like dating sucks. Like I just... There's no word to articulate the feeling of frustration, upset, excitement even. Because the excitement is that it's frustrating when someone can see for who you truly are because you can't hide anymore. And I think that's the frustrating part as well is that when someone can see me for who I truly am and they know who I am at my core or can read through whatever walls or barriers or sarcasm or humor that I try to put up to at least block a part of the true feeling, I expect them to then act on it. Like if a potential partner can see me for who I truly am and can see past all of the stuff and the quirks and the horrible spelling and forgetfulness at times and so on and so forth, why can't they be there for me? If they can see through all that and see me at my core, why can't they show up for me? Because they're one of the few people who can actually see it. One of the worst feelings I have felt is that when someone truly knows me and can see through me and knows me at my core, and then they can't show up for me. 
and whether or not it's intentional or not that they're not showing up. And again, everyone experiences life differently and process things differently and has different experiences. But the rarity to actually be able to understand and see another person for who they truly are at their core and not think about them or be there or fill in the blank emotion experience communication sucks the most because it's the people who you don't have the expiration date with after the two weeks or three dates that cause the most pain because in a way even though they didn't sometimes always blindside you you feel blindsided to the walls that you put up because they didn't actually protect you This is the probably most bizarre episode I will ever record and probably one of the more shorter ones. Um, Yeah, I think that's really the update. I've been away. I've been living my life. I've been dating. And dating sucks. And emotions suck. And I think in some respect... It sucks, but at the end of the day, I'm never upset for caring deeply and loving hard because I would rather, I would rather love someone too much than not be able to love them at all because I know how that feels to be on the receiving end and I would never want to be the one to push that out into the world, so... Until next time, hopefully it's a much lighter note. I'm sure it will be. I will talk about all the fun things that I have purchased for my apartment and give fun updates and fun stories and antidotes and hope to bring on more people on the podcast again. But I felt that this was an appropriate, maybe say, interlude or intermission between part one of season one and part two of season two because I'm, a di- I'm in a different season both mentally and physically in the outside world and it felt like the appropriate transition and conversations I want to have moving forward and again dive into the platform that allows me to express myself and the feelings that I have and again ultimately put my happiness first and I think again when I started this podcast I will say this one thing before I wrap up totally I said this to myself when I first recorded this about how I felt years a year and a half prior was that I was lying to myself about my happiness and I think even in January when I started this I wouldn't say, quote unquote, I was lying to myself. I was living in this bubble of alterated happiness because I didn't have to feel anything. Because I really wasn't able to. Because COVID and being in isolation and lockdown allowed me to adjust to being on my own and being in a new normal that didn't allow for accessible and safe dating for me personally. And 
with that, I'm not just emotionally drained from being social and having fun again and all that excitement, but I'm, I'm having the most high of highs right now and the lowest of lows and feelings I haven't felt in years at this point and some feelings I've never felt before and it sucks but I'm also trying to learn how to cope in this new normal which is something I talked many times during the first season first part of the season I guess of what how are we going to adjust the new world how can I take care of myself how can I do xyz and while adjusting to all that I wasn't recording but now I think that I have to go and record and talk about it and vent about it and so forth because they are real feelings. This is a real life now and I know I'm not the only one feeling that way. So until next time, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm excited to be more real, more transparent and figure out how to be happy and content and choose myself in this new normal. Until next time, this is Robin Marie and thank you so much for listening to Choosing Me.